Hello and welcome back to the uh, traditional annual Lapsed Gamer Radio top five games that we played this year that didn't necessarily come out this year. Some of them did come out this year, but most of them didn't. Extravaganza. Uh, This is part two. We've done our five through threes. Now we're going to do our honorable mentions, uh, worst games of the year, and we're going to round out with our top twos and then get the fuck out of here, because at time of recording, it is already late. Um, (laughs) So let's get straight into it. No more preamble. We don't need any more preamble. Um, I quite like the preamble, really. We've already talked about this game quite a lot on the last episode. We did. But what was your number two game that you played in this year? My number two game that I played in this year, which I actually started playing in 2020, but it was after we recorded, so... Likewise. Pretty much 2021. It's Hades, again. We love this game. Um, This has been the third time it's been featured on the top five game of the year game that we played that year, not necessarily uh, released in that year, although Chelsea was in that year. Anyway, yeah, it's (laughs) a great game. (laughs) getting longer this title every every <laughs> i don't really know what we can say more other but we've already like you say we've watched lyrical so many times we literally just did about half an hour ago um a, a week ago whenever this was released i don't know <laughs> last year last year whatever um yeah hades it's a great game if you've not already played it what are you waiting for it's one of those games I think at some point I would like to go back over all of the game of the year episodes we've done and pull together the games that have the most consensus and be like these are the games the lapsed gamer games. best games according to games of the year. Yeah. This is one like Hitman 2016 mm-hmm. where that would everyone be who played Hitman it, 2016 loved it. would be there. I think yep. Hades would be there for sure. Uh, yeah. Destiny 2 would probably be there just because of me and you. <laughs> yeah. Formula um, 1 would probably be there. Well, no, it wouldn't. Which one? Something Lego. Well, just yeah. F1 2020 would probably be yeah. there, I think, for sure. But anyway, yeah. yeah definitely some Lego um, would be there at some point. This is definitely up there with, like, um, with I think in 2016 for, like, a game that we all loved. In nine years' time, when we come to do Game of the Decade... <laughs> <laughs> we can just go through our top tens. And work Hades, yeah. Hades will be probably. Yeah, but then you've got. Like, I mean, you know, we don't know what's going to come, but mm. it's it's a very I mean, I good a game. Hitman game would definitely give it a run for its money. But this so far, there's. I mean, Hitman Three didn't really hit the ground running, did it? Well, the problem with Hitman Three, I don't know if it's on anyone's list. So I'm not gonna. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. So what, let, let me not. Let me not. <laughs> let me not put my my views forward on that then, just in case it is on someone's list. It is on my list. <laughs> not in the top five, but it's on my list. There you go. Like we we all agree that Hitman 2016 is like a masterpiece. Yeah. Yes. Hitman Three is not a masterpiece. Uh, oh, it's a very good game that puts together the other two games as well, and is but an not a masterpiece. Package. But not a masterpiece, and it's only a no. masterpiece. It, that, that package is only a package because of the previous I games. I think all of those. I'll, I'll three talk. Games and, I'll talk about it yeah. very, very shortly because, I, because I'm not going to talk. I'm not. Hitman Three. 
We'll, about Hades, well it's just because we haven't really got much more to say about Hades but I'll, I'll talk about it very briefly because it, it is on my list and I'm not gonna it's but it's outside the top five so I'm going to talk about it on a podcast hitman 3 goes places that the other hitman games it just goes above and beyond mm. them with some of the level design and some of the uh, the incredible ingenuity shown um, mm. by IO interactive like it's a step above um, but also like mechanically superior graphically superior it's just like the definitive version yeah, of hitman good. and then they rolled in the hitman 2016 and hitman 2 into the same engine to create this one big package yeah. that in a complete thing is absolutely incredible and on any other year it would have been in my top five for sure but there were two other games that like bumped everything down because the other two games already exist I couldn't put it on my list this year. That's you can't put funny. Hitman the trilogy in there. Maybe when it comes to games of the decade, yeah, I'll Hitman you. trilogy. Yeah, but, but the Hitman right trilogy. But half of that is released before the decade. How can we have this? We have rules. Okay. All right, fair enough. And yeah, procedure. Anyway, yeah, remember that. Litigate. Rules. Let's let's not litigate a podcast that's not going to happen for nine years <laughs> before we even start. So Hades is a very very good game, and you should play it. Yes, Andy. Yes. What is your number two game that you played in 2021? My number two game is Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, the one that nice. came out on the PS4 with upgraded graphics um, and all the <laughs> DLC. Um, so this is an open world game you are an undercover cop um, uh, infiltrating the Yakuza is it the Yakuza? anyway yeah yeah the triad and the Yakuza and stuff triad yeah and um, basically open world and it takes that story on the start of the game is a tough slog I know um, because I lent it to my brother and he didn't like it so it just doesn't feel right and it is purposefully designed to feel like that that you are overpowered by the enemies at the start um you seem to be pressing buttons and you're not it's not responding um the fight system is based on batman but when when you start upgrading it and you start going to your v dojo and you start um, learning new tricks and new moves and all that but third of a way through the game you feel like Jackie Chan and yeah. you're able to handle all these about 10 15 um, enemies at once you're blocking here there and there you know left and right you're grabbing them knocking one out and then going straight to another it, system becomes more fluid it's what Arkham uh, Asylum was but then you add a progression system on top of that to then just yeah. make it flow better and make yeah. it just more impactful it's a, it's a really really good system yeah it is and um, but it is a slog at the start even I felt it was a slog mm. at the start I was like going wow is this game going to get going is it but it's a slog as, as in like the story actually dole, it, it doles out the story quite slowly and kind yeah. of like it it ramp it, it is your classic, you know, like um, you know, it, I think it's trying to run with the film tropes of kind of like you know, get all the characterization in way up front and yeah. then kind of just like rush through to the set pieces at the end. Um, but 
the problem is, is in games that you, we're so used to that, that the, the pace being there from the start, it, yeah, you know, it doesn't. A lot of people won't give it that time for it to breathe, you know, and sort of get get you really immersed into that world. Into that world, I think it's Hong Kong, isn't it? Or, yeah, it's Hong, it's Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. Yes, Hong Kong. Yeah, and it's kind of it's actually like the proper road layout and stuff as well, as far as I yeah. remember. But yeah, it's um, like I remember playing it. This this game really is like a, a serious hidden gem that yeah. a lot of people kind of kind of missed out on at the time because like Batman was around and stuff, and it just sort of flew under the radar a little bit. But yeah, it's um, I remember like it, it's not got the greatest story in the world if I remember rightly, but no. like there's some real absolute highlights in there as well. Like you know, there's some real real good good bits and bobs in it. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I, thoroughly enjoying my time with it when I played it yeah yeah. yeah. I mean I think the storyline could have been better I think it could have been maybe giving the family a bit more like I feel like I don't know if you've ever seen the film Donnie Brasco um, mm. where you give him a bit more purpose and the fall into being a criminal doesn't seem to be as tragic or as dis- no. turmoil it feels like there's, like a there's always a massive yeah. um, caveat with uh with sleeping dogs because it was you should yeah there's there'd be a fantastic i would love danny edwire to do a no clip episode on the making of this game because it was passed around from studio to studio at various points during its development there's so many like dead ends and it feels incredibly disjointed and just and somehow despite that it's still a fantastic game yeah yeah what it could have been with one studio's vision seen through to the end well we'll never know no. yeah. but um, the fact that it even saw the light of day is incredible yeah, well exactly. that's mm-hmm. it with your girlfriends you go on one date with them and that's it you know and they're all voiced by like uh, Lucy Liu and Emma Stone and like big name actresses and you, you you go on them for like one date and then nothing else happens on it because the game was passed to another studio <laughs> yeah which is never fleshed out enough that's it no, I mean even yeah. the cop guy, the your main contact, he was—he's a famous actor as well, an older guy. He's been in a few mm-hmm. like movies like Stash and stuff. Um, so they have got some really pretty powerful voice actors. Um, the only probably downside, the downside is the driving. Driving's driving's rubbish. You know, but driving like, in open world games at that time yeah. was always terrible. You know, like it's, mm. I mean. Even now, like GTA Five is not exactly brilliant. So no. So this the is thing, um, like they went through a I'm period just... where it was really good. Like GTA Three Engine driving is pretty good, and mm. then GTA mm. Four onwards is just awful, which is the same sort of era as Sleeping yeah. Dogs, wasn't it? So um, it goes from arcade yeah. driving yeah. to kind of like they tried to put in realistic physics and yeah, like GTA Four always feels like you're trying to drive a boat instead of a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, but great fight game, like I say, like I say, the fight, the, the fights just feel so kinetic and kind of yeah. just like they they flow so well. And you just you, you know you just want a full game of those at one at some point. And uh, and it always feels mm. good to hit an enemy with a big fish. That's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it started off in two thousand and seven. This game, wow. <clears throat> and Activision approached a studio called United Front Games. They only had ten people, and they gave them the funding to hire another hundred and eighty employees. Right. It rumbled on for a while. Then Activision cut the funding. The studio had to fire one hundred and twenty people, wow. uh, and, then, and the company went into solvency. 
Uh, and then Square Enix acquired the publishing rights and then gave it to Square Enix London. And then the entire the, the game was finished off by a studio of just 60 people. Wow. Blimey. Which is Bonkers. nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Mm. The definitive yeah. editions are one to play. It's got the extra DLC. The DLC is quite interesting. Yeah. The bomb, chasing yeah. after the bomb, and a bit like Undead Nightmare. Um, you've got the spirits, you're fighting the spirits. Um, but overall, really excellent package. Well worth playing. Number two. Yep. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah. It is, it's a thoroughly underrated game. Mm. Um, they're big fans of it over at Geekachu as well, especially Gare. Um, mm. He played quite a lot of it and, um, and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Dead Good Game, uh, one of the best open world games of that sort in terms for actually having a story that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because yeah. a lot of them, Saints Row game stories are bad. The mm-hmm. GTA game stories are pretty bad. Yeah. Um, this one's actually good. Uh, and it's just nice to play a game like that in a setting that's not an American city. Yeah, that's um, it. Hong Kong is like a whole environment to itself. I ended up like reading and learning quite a lot about Hong Kong off the back of playing that because like I didn't know too much about it. I knew it was like a former British colony and whatnot. And, um, you know, we handed it back to the Chinese. But like bits of it being called like Aberdeen and stuff like that to this day, it's still got a lot of like anglicized uh, like location names. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's the, the city itself is, is as much a character as the actual characters in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, very good and the best driving in a non-gta game <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, from open world game yeah um chazzy hello what's your number right. two game so this year? returning to my theme from last episode of games that i've been playing with <clears throat> other people i've had back for blood i've had it takes two and this was the game that i enjoyed the most playing with other people um it is Among Us. I have not laughed as much as I have playing this game with all the guys that we managed to pull together uh, and play this game with. I, like any game that makes me cry with laughter and just like basically to the point where I can't breathe. Um, yeah. It's got to be pretty high on my game of the year list. Um, the, what what makes me laugh about this game is it looks so simple. It plays so simple, but there is so much depth. Um, as long <laughs> yeah. as you can be an unbelievably duplicitous bastard, um, <laughs> I ju- I, th- there is there is nothing more fun than baiting someone into being your friend, believing that you are, you know, definitely not, you know, one of the imposters. And then getting into a corner of a room and murdering them and walking away. And then someone else discovering them and you just having to blatantly like try and talk your way out of it. Or, you know, I mean, some of the moments, like you guys know, like we, some of the moments we had in that game were uh, down, like, downright hilarious. Like going for yeah. an attempted, uh, going for an attempted stab while people are around and somehow getting away with it. Like, some yeah, of the just... murders were so unbelievably ballsy and I can't believe that the person that did them didn't yeah. get caught that's it that's it I mean I remember and then there were other three, attempts three where... people around me three people all stood on top of each other and then I just yeah. stabbed and someone died and it was just like right well and then me just going well who the fuck did that you know and just having to kind of blag my way out of it 
And then um, there were other yeah. ones where, like, attempted murders happened, didn't quite actually murder, and then, like, the other person ran away to the button saying, Ah, I just tried to get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. just tried to stab me. Yeah, just yeah. so much fun. How much game you, like, how much, like, enjoyment you can get out of that simple premise. Um, yeah, it was just brilliant. And the fact that mm. what I loved about that was that it started off with a small group and then grew and grew and grew and grew. And we got more yeah. and more people involved, and we, we you know, and we, like everyone's like, "Oh, we, we'll be playing again this Friday," and blah blah blah. And it just became a thing, and yeah. it was just wonderful playing with that group of people. And thank you to everyone, like who joined us. And if you are around again yeah. for gaming, I, you know, I would like to have <laughs> yes. another game of that at some, some point because it was just we incredible. It was such a group, nice group of people. Yeah, we should really. Uh, we should absolutely that. play some more. And we yeah. should make sure that we have our cameras on when we do it because Nick cannot keep a straight face when he murders. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. But yeah, just oh, the most fun. Murdered. Genuinely the most fun that I've had with a game this year. And I, I, I don't, I yeah. can't, there's only one game that can top it for me. Um, yeah, just just brilliant. And that's Absolutely brilliant. Uh, among and us I just want to see that team go from... In 2022. Yeah. That's it. VR. Like, how? how? Yeah. Like, that's just blowing my mind. Know. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see that as well. So, yeah, what an absolute like stormer of a game. Much yeah, love to the, the team that made that because sure. it was just brilliant. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Among yeah. Us, my second game of the year. Bloody good game. Bloody yeah, good man. game. Speaking of bloody good games, here's Adam from the future with his number two game. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> okay, so there's a guy lost in the desert. Uh, and he sees someone else, so he eventually staggers up to the other guy and pleads, Water, water! And the other guy says, I don't have any water, I'm, I'm a tie salesman. Do you want to buy a tie? And the first guy just says, Water, water! And the tie salesman says, About an hour that way, over that dune, there's a restaurant that has some water. So the first man staggers off in the direction that the man's pointing and goes over the dune and disappears from sight. About four hours later, the same man returns, crawling on his hands and knees. He's he's completely sunburnt and covered in blisters and he's near death and he's and he, he he crawls up to the tie salesman and says water water and the tie salesman said i thought you went to that place you didn't get any water there and the guy says they wouldn't let me in without a tie where do you get these from man <laughs> hey man i'm not gonna terrible. Re- can't reveal my sources um was your number two game that you played in 2021 uh, Football Manager 21 got me into the order of the touch games and FM 22 Xbox Edition. Hell I'm yeah. in full blast, and this is on my list. There are a number of factors why this is so high in my list. Um, most, what's the word? Most, I don't know. The biggest factor is uh, Game Pass. Like it's on Game Pass. Yep. Which, the way Game Pass is now set up, makes it super accessible. You can basically play it on any device. It supports touch controls. Um, so I can pick up my Chromebook and it'll play on that. I can pick up my phone even, it'll pick on that. Mm-hmm. I even was stuck with only using my uh, Fire tablet the other day, Amazon Fire, and it played on that. It lowered the resolution a little bit, but who cares? It's a football manager. Yep. Um, really, the touch controls are pretty good. I have found myself still needing to use the controller for a couple of little things it has mouse support for the console version as well so i have a old wireless mouse plugged into my xbox as well so i can play it that way if i do want to play on the tv 
and yeah, just super addicted to it. Um, it does run better than Football Manager on the uh, Switch does. Like the game engine looks better. It runs. You can run more leagues without affecting the game speed. Um, yeah, I'm just super hooked on it. I'm in my fifth season with Portsmouth now, having just reached the Premier League, um, which is no mean feat considering how stacked some of the teams in the Championship end up being. Mm. Especially because the Premiership's so rich in that game, right? That um, you can just the teams come down to the Championship and just blow every other team out of the water with their money. Like I got promoted and my transfer budget went up to 35 million and I'm expected to receive at least 80 million for TV stuff so then when you go back down into the championship you're just way better than every team mm-hmm. um, so getting out of that via the playoffs was the achievement um, so yeah so just really enjoying it um, shared all my worries about football manager games on consoles being lesser and yeah I'm always playing it i put in most of my time has been on my Chromebook I have one of those like convertible Chromebooks where you can flip it back and it turns into a tablet so I just sit and play with that whilst I'm watching TV and stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah so good so there good. is so good. a um, I'm trying to find it now there is a, a on the Football Manager website you can you can view like side by side the features of um, the desktop version on the Xbox version, um, the touch and the mobile version of the game, so you can see like what features are missing uh, okay. from each of them. And there's pretty much nothing missing from the PC version to the Xbox version. The only difference is um, limits on like the number of leagues mm. you can have that are playable and the size of the database and things like that is slightly yeah. limited on Xbox compared to the PC version. And a few other little things. the media stuff is slightly different, but then I hated all the press conferences and stuff you had to do on the PC version anyway. Yeah. Um, and you still get some press. like You still get plenty of uh, journalists approaching you for questions that affect your players and yep. stuff. Um, yeah, I think the new... Oh, the other thing on the PC is as a slightly different like morale system. Um, with like a higher uh, the morale system, I don't fucking understand no, at all. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. In um, the number of times I've managed one. to upset a player, yeah. to the point where like I've I've damaged my relationship with them because I said they did a good job in training. Yeah, or even like you'll be in a game and somebody's not playing well, and you'll encourage them, and they'll get upset, and then their rating will go down like an entire point. It's like why? Yeah. Just trying to tell you to keep uh, going. I'm not like because I'm not demanding more. I'm not berating you. I'm encouraging you. I'm being putting my like, arm around your shoulder and saying, "Come on, you can do this. I got faith in you." Uh, there are some. Yeah. Um, I've I jumped back into Football Manager with like with both feet. Um, yeah. I started listening to um, Ian McIntosh over oh, at the the Athletic. The Athletic. Podcast, listen, yeah. yeah, listen to his Football Manager podcast. Um, I went back and listened to a few older episodes of podcasts he'd done. Like he did an entire episode on a tactic that he refers to as resting bus face, which is <laughs> you're like shut the game down um, tactic. If you're like you know a goal or two goals up, just cynically kill the game. Uh, it's ugly and it works, <laughs> and I use it quite a lot. Um, his like set piece tactics for for uh, attacking corners that have resulted in a horrendous number of goals from from corners for me. Um, 
A uh, friend of the show, Andy Palmer, gave me a good tip as well, actually. Uh, if a player gets below a... I guess 5.4 or below rating, or can't remember what the, what the threshold is. There's a, there's a threshold, at which point you can you can like right-click on a player and go through the menu and like discipline them for poor performance. Well, okay, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, and if you find them... If they perfor- perform poorly and you go in and you find them specifically one week's wages, they never complain. Huh. They always take take their uh, take their fine on the chin, and their performances pick up. It's like weird oh. little like quirks and things like that. On the whole, you can't really cheat the game. Um, there's no like meta tactic that works all the time. You may find no, a tactic like, that I've works for a while. I've got a pretty solid tactic, but. There were still games last season where I got completely turned over 5 0 because I refused yeah. to change the tactic. And because the like, AI like work. starts to learn your like people yeah. like what happened in real life. If you if yeah. you were a football manager in real life and you're playing the same tactic game in game out, you're going to yeah. come up across a manager who knows how to, who's who's like studied it and worked out how to counter it, and the AI yeah, learns I mean, how to counter how, your tactics. Yeah, look at like you'd use Manchester City as the perfect example, like. Manchester City do not play tiki-taka because everybody kind of got used to being passed around and now it's all about like high pressing and stuff so every team's yeah. kind of adapted to that yeah. Man City included um, so yeah, yeah super yeah. interesting yeah and the AI definitely even in the Switch one I know it's like got to the Premier League with Portsmouth and suddenly the tactic that had stuck with me all those seasons just did nothing doesn't work anymore no gonna have to change so yeah but really good game I really enjoy it. It is. On Game Pass as well, so you've got no reason not to yeah. just give it a try. I've played um, in my third season on the PC version. Uh, friend of the Shandy Palmer is in like his sixth or seventh season with wow. Aston Villa. Um, maybe even more than that. I haven't spoken to him about it for a, for a week or so. Uh, but I've also got... A, a, I've, I've been dabbling with a little bit of the Xbox version playing on the um, iPad using... Um, Game streaming, oh, nice. yeah, um, and it's very good, very very good. That's I like the idea of being able to play it anywhere. It means I can never escape yeah. it. Anywhere, like, and you don't have to install an app. You can play it like in browser because I guess you can't install an app right now on um, iOS. No, for not it. on iOS. No. It's just, it's just so cool. Like you can jump from console to an Android app that has an Android phone that has the app. Mm-hmm. PC version and then for anything else you can go and jump into just any web browser you literally go on the store page once it recognizes that you're logged in you, instead yep. of where the click to buy button is you have a click to play button and it just loads yeah and it's just like what the hell is going on here mm. so cool um, so yeah that's it number two Oh. Well, well, well. What a, what a surprise. Who the fuck? Terminator, incredible. the Resistance DLC. Wow. <laughs> After what he thought about the first game. Did that yeah, make uh, it onto his game of the year list like last year? I can't remember. It didn't make his list. It I'm, sure, I'm sure it made worse game. Yeah, uh, I think it did, yeah. Speaking of which, before we round out this episode with our number ones, shall we run through our uh, honourable mentions and our worst games of the year? Yeah, why um, not? I, I note I haven't done my number two yet, and that's because my number two is the same as Nick's number as one, Nick's so number I'll one. hold off on that. Um, Nick, what Hello. are your honourable mentions? So, my honourable mentions. Um, I've not got many. 
Back for Blood, which Chazzy has already uh, talked about for us. We've had a mm-hmm. few great games of that. Uh, really good Friday night entertainment. Uh, great fun shooting each other sometimes, uh, but mostly <laughs> shooting other Boys. people. Um, yes. Card system's great. Um, level, you know, you feel a sense of achievement. Uh, there's some really nice references thrown in there to other cultures, uh, cultures to other um, pop culture type things. Um, yeah, just a really great game. Really enjoyed playing it, and hope we get to play some more in the future. And hope they keep adding mm-hmm. to it. Agreed. Um, yeah. Assetto Corsa Competizione. Um, more simmy than F1 and Project Cars 2, which we probably covered mm. last year. Um, we kind of got this at the beginning of the year and have jumped in and out of it every now and then uh, when we feel like a bit more of a challenge, I think. Um, I was going to say, there is, that definitely changes the way you drive playing that definitely. game. Definitely. Yes. Um, it's GT3 through and through, um, so you can I can jump in my lovely Porsche and drive around some beautiful tracks, uh, Zanvor mm-hmm. and Brands Mainly Hatch. Mainly Spa. And Mainly Spa, to be fair, is, is, <laughs> is the one. But um, yeah, no, it's it's incredible. The, the, the audio, the graphics, the physics, the simulation in that game is the by far the best that I have played. I have, I'm not crazy enough to invest money in iRacing, um, so I no. don't think I'll ever feel what true sim racing feels like. Um, but I think this is as close as you can get without paying stupid money and buying direct drive wheels and pedals mm. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's a great game. I've nowhere near scratched the surface of it in terms of driving ability or setup tuning and tweaks, but uh, I can sometimes feel like I'm fast sometimes, which I think for <laughs> someone who, you know, started playing Gran Turismo two years ago and then sort of progressed into a bit of Project Cars, F1, bought a yeah. wheel and, you know, I it's think the that's next logical about as... step, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I think that's about the, as far as we can do. Uh, I'm nowhere near fast in terms of what people can actually do. Uh, I think I'm, my best lap around Spa is still eight seconds slower than actually a good lap um, from what I have seen on YouTube. But um, no, it's it's fun and it's one for the future, I think, as well, that is just going to keep on ticking away every now and then, yeah. uh, get practicing. I would like at some point to just do like a week or a month even where every night I spend an hour practice on yeah. a set of Corsa, uh, like training almost. Um, yeah. But that's just something I need to dedicate the time to and to actually getting better and just literally, right, I'm going to spend an hour driving around Spa and I'm going to learn it and be learn how to be fast and set the car yeah. up to yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, we should do that, when, that we fam, is... when we finish with our season. Uh, yeah. yeah. One, we should do that. But the only downside of that game is that there's no bot like racers in multiplayer. Like yeah, we, yeah, like the no three of us can't it. race against bots, and that's the only real letdown. We, we, or we'd play it a lot more, I think. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. We it's just us three when we do lobbies. I mean, we could technically jump into random multiplayer lobbies, but we're nowhere near good enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we probably crash into people. Mind you, they probably crash into us. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, I set of course of competizione. It's a great sim racing game. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yes. 
Uh, and my last honourable mention uh, is Age of Empires 4, which um, came out more recently than most games that are on this list. Magic Back for Blood came out recently. Um, mm-hmm. This year, actually, so which is great. Mm-hmm. Great timing for Game of the Year 2021. Uh, I'm a huge Age of Empires fan from back in the day. I played God knows how many hours into in Age of Empires 2. Uh, it was one of my favourite games when I was growing up. And uh, yeah, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition was great as well, which basically just made it HD and made the uh, networking online work in a modern day setting. So you'd have to be on the same LAN and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, effectively what they've done with Age of Empires 4 is quite smartly as take Age of Empires 2 and just re-release that with, with some new bonuses and features, really. Um, they've It's clearly a brand new game. It's clearly a brand new engine. Um, it's a lot more tactical than Age of Empires used to be, I'm going to say. Uh, Age of Empires used to be pretty much just you can sort of send your troops to and they'll sort of take care of themselves, whereas in... Age of Empires 4, I find myself having to manage them a lot more and think about tactics and uh, how to position them and, you know, uh, actually, you know, it's almost half Total War, half Age of Empires now, um, which is interesting um, and it's it's a good challenge and it's, yeah, it's just a great game, really. Um, mm-hmm. I've not put enough hours into it to maybe for it to make my top five, uh, which is why it's on an, an honourable mention. Uh, and the but the other great thing about it is, in the campaign, every every um, mission you do, you then get basically like a ten minute documentary about something or, or about how the history is. So you, you start out and you effectively reenact the uh, Battle of Hastings. Um, and then you get a documentary about what happened next, you know, where Harold, you know, took on the North and, and the North rebellions and stuff like that. Um, so you go and crush York. Um, but no, it's 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 a really great game. Uh, some of the documentaries have been released on YouTube uh, and you can watch yep. them without uh, paying for the game. But if you're a smart cookie and you've got Game Pass, you don't need to pay for it anyway because it's, it's on Game Pass. Mm. Um it's a third so, of the yeah. game. That is my honourable mentions. Mm. And uh, what is your worst game of the year? I struggle with this because I've not played many games that are bad. Uh, but, I mean, I've got two games that I started and bounced off. Um, so, 12 minutes. Which I'm sure, if anyone has listened to our last podcast gaming podcast um they will have already heard the rant basically um incest is bad is all i'm gonna say uh but no i didn't even get anywhere near that storyline whatsoever Uh, i bounced off it within the first half an hour just because of the janky animation the janky dialogue um and the frankly boring gameplay (laughs) Um, I did a couple of loops and then just thought this is shit and no. bounced off of it um, which sometimes happens and that's life um, yeah 12 minutes is the worst game I've played this year I know. there's another Good. game that I don't know if it's the worst game I've played this year but I 
again, put some hours into an hour into it probably and didn't play again, which was the Blair Witch game. Oh, okay. I don't know if anyone's played... I know Adam's played this and he's not here at the moment. He's in the future. So we can't have a little talk about this. But again, I'm not really sure because it was made by the developers who made Layers of Fear, which is quite an interesting game and quite a Mm -hmm. decent game. I quite enjoyed it when it came out. Um, Whereas this just... I'm not sure. It just meanders and you're in a forest and you're not quite sure if you're on the right track. Um, And yeah, you just get lost a lot and nothing really happens. Nick, it sounds like you're describing like a dream you had last night. (laughs) I was in a forest and I was lost a lot. I didn't really know where I was and I didn't know what was happening. And then I woke up. I was being chased. That's that's the worst thing. I was upside down in the bed. And I quite like, like I'm, I very much enjoy um, at least the first Blair Witch film and games like this, and it was just a bit of a miss. So, yeah, it was an, it was another uninstall. But again, it's on Game Pass, um, so it can't be all bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't say that one. And don't play it. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Andy. All right. Honourable mentions. mentions. Yeah, first one is Until Dawn. Um, lovely graphics. Um, atmosphere was good. Script. They just need like a John Carpenter involved or something. Yeah, I know he's dead, but uh, somebody like that and just adding a bit of humor. No, he's not. He's not. I'm going to say. No, he's not dead. Oh, is it? Is John Carpenter the guy who's massively into video games? No, it's yeah, not Carpenter. Yeah, apparently he's into yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Who's the other one? Um, Wes Craven. He's, he's dead. Wes Craven, yeah. yeah. I thought John Carpenter was dead then, and I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he just, yeah, this it. is a confession. <laughs> he's be, still probably, well, COVID uh, restrictions aside, still probably touring with his band. He'll mm. be, be dead next year, don't worry. Um, so. <laughs> oh, man, come on. <laughs> the angel of death. <laughs> Fucking hell, Andy. <laughs> Anyway, we need to hire him before he dies. Um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, we need, we need to hire someone. Oh, that's it. We need to get someone, some levity into these scripts. This is the second game I've played of theirs. The first one was a Man of Medan, um, which was shit. Yeah, this is Until Dawn, which is better, but still shit in terms of script. And they got some really good actors, you know, um, involved in this. And the graphics are amazing, but it, we just need to sort it out and just. I think it, the thing with Until Dawn is it works within its context. It knows mm. what I enjoyed so much about Until Dawn is it knew exactly what it was trying to be, and it wasn't trying to be a clever or a good horror movie. It was trying to be a, no. a teen horror movie, uh, which I think, with the dialogue that it had, it pretty nailed pretty well. Yeah, but I think that was almost one of, of its humor. charms, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Hmm. But I think it does need a bit more humour in terms of it, you know, yeah. getting involved. So that's one of them. The other one sneezes on the Vita. You know, give the Vita a mention. Um, mm. A lovely little PlayStation Mini. Um, 
that just it's a little puzzle thing, you know, setting off a sneezy and then just try to clear them all off and they're just doing little sneezes as it goes bing, 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 it pops across. Another one that my daughter loves as well, just popping them off. Um, the other two, because I'm not Michael Massey trying to break rules, um, <laughs> The Two Towers and The Return of the King, um, just because replay them. And on the PS2, and I'm playing through a lot of rooms games. They're just brilliant games. They just need remasters so they can get them into the top ten. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just amazing um, beat 'em ups. I just really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Agree. Yeah, just graphics wise, probably one of some of the best um, film times as well. Worst game, Far Cry New Dawn. Um, really liked um, Far Cry Five until it leapt off. Bridge and um, decided to produce a nuclear bomb. Um, but Far Cry New Dawn sort of like continued that story, played about three four hours, and it was so dull. The villains in this story were just unbelievably boring. The world was dull. It was just like, right, I'm not playing through this anymore. I played through about 15 hours, 20 hours of Far Cry 5. I can't play Far Cry New Dawn. I know it was like a cheap add-on, um, but nah, we need to shake it up, the franchise. Yeah. And that's about it. Cool. Fair. Yeah. Um, Chazzy. Hello. Right, we on mentions. Um, a game that I couldn't put on my top five because technically it's not a full game at the moment and I maybe want to put it on the list for next year proper if that's the thing, um, is Phantom Abyss. Basically, Mirror's Edge meets Indiana Jones. Um, I love how this feels, the way that you run through like temples using your whip to jump and... Uh, and well, basically using your whip and jumping and sliding through different um, obstacles, having to solve puzzles all the while permanently running forward um and also it because it's me it's also got roguelite roguelite elements so um you've got to try and get through a certain path of different levels in fastest time following the other people and try and work your way back out of the temples i have not got that far um but yeah the way this game feels the way you can pull off some absolutely incredible moves with your whip and the slide function to try and jump through different puzzles and start like get through different sort of puzzle areas and stuff is just absolutely bonkers and i love it and there's there's literally been times where i've been playing this and my brain has not been engaged it's literally just been doing it off muscle memory and feel and it just feels absolutely incredible um like i say it is uh, an early access game it is changing all the time so the game that i'm playing now may not be the game it is when it finally releases but from what i have seen so far this game is well on its way to becoming an absolute absolute stone cold classic so uh, yeah if you get a chance to play it in early access jump on it because it is well worth playing um watchdogs legions uh, watchdogs legion even um pick this up for like 12 pound on the playstation 5 um it 
was massively just on a massive sale one day and i thought i'll give this a go it's an open world you know it's supposed to look you know with the old uh i just wanted to see what ray tracing looked like basically so i just picked this up and i didn't have any real expectations for it i mean i enjoyed watch dogs 2 um but you know i wasn't going into this with any kind of real you know real high expectations for a blinding game and actually I've had a thoroughly good time with it. Um, ended up turning off the ray tracing because basically you can have ray traced at 30 frames per second or you can turn the ray tracing off and then have it run at a solid 60 and that is what I decided to do because my brain has now can only accept 60 frames per second apparently. So um, yeah, I've been playing this game. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, it's your standard fare for an open world game. You go around, um, you know, try. there are points you know you've got got to get to the mission point and do x y and z and liberate some information or find a person or whatever but the fun i have had with this is in its character system where all the characters are completely unique and have their own stats and you are going around at one point uh, if you put all your tech points into a, a I think it's like a it's like a scanner and you can scan people and see what their what their characteristics are and then you can go around and go on recruiting missions trying to get them into your like dead sex cell and um that has been so much fun just hunting around trying to find the absolute right set of you know like you know like when you play destiny you try and re-roll the gun over and over and again to get the right you know specifics you want for that gun or well, that's what you can do on the characters yeah. for this um mm. so eventually got a built like basically the most powerful person in the game at the moment that i have is a builder because he can summon a cargo drone and if you jump on the cargo drone and then hack it you can fly it around as your own personal aircraft which when you need to say uh hack your way into I don't know a parliamentary building to get some uh, get some information off an iPad. You can just hover above the said building, throw down your little spider drone, and let your spider drone run around, cloaked. Um, basically, try uh, like this mad little stealth remote control game, trying to um, avoid everyone and try and find the thing, rather than going in all guns blazing and doing it in the usual way. I could go in guns blazing and. Or I could try and sneak around myself, but I found found that that was a way more interesting way of trying to infiltrate a building, and that's what this game lets you do. It is a lovely little sandbox that lets you, if you can think about doing something in a different way that may be more effective, it will let you do that. And I thoroughly enjoyed that about this game. It's not just your standard run around, drive a car, shoot people, GTA style. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air. Also, I'm a bit of a sucker for a game that has London in it and driving around and going, shit, I know where I am. If I do a left and a right here, I can be on such and such street. And that was quality. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was a game that I actually really enjoyed, like, like re really surprised me. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, Mark, you and and Adam uh, helped help me and play Nick. this game. And Nick as well, yeah, yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This, this game was. I, I love exploration in games and being able to explore these like mad deformable tunnels that we can dig our way through, and play our classes, and 
get into some ridiculous scrapes with different various underground monsters was so much fun and um having to get into somewhere get some rock get whatever the, the valuables were we needed and get back out to our um waiting drill ship or whatever it was extraction ship was so much fun and um yeah that game is thoroughly recommended if you want some kind of like squad based sort of exploration game it is brilliant and um yeah couldn't put it in my game of the year because i just didn't play enough of it really to really get deep deep into it uh hot wheels unleashed uh, i've only picked this up recently but um i have been thoroughly enjoying this with my little man um he's massively into hot wheels i'm into hot wheels now because of him this game is exactly what you want for a young kid um the tracks are wide the game it handles really well it handles in that kind of sonic uh race, racing transformed kind of way where you where if you get into a drift you get more of a power up and get more boost and then you can obviously use the boost to then overtake people but it's just like the, the cars are wacky there's that micro machines element of the, the fact that you're racing around these giant like you know you're it's a big room like your front room or your dining room and then you've got a track going all the way around the dining room and that, that's that's good fun um the cars are incredibly well rendered they're just beautiful there's lots of nostalgia there like picking up all these kind of clack they actually do have the dates for each car and each car is a lot properly licensed car and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's just a thoroughly thoroughly decent it's kind of like a baby track mania in a kind of funny way and um like track mania turbo anyway so um yeah just that's right up my alley and i get to play it with my son and he adores it so i adore it too and then the last thing and this is going back to something we spoke about on the last show uh, mark when you were speaking about the wii u and also andy when you were talking about spyro and um playing it with your little one and just sort of that getting her into games we busted out the wii u but played super mario maker and that game has been such a revelation in teaching my boy how like the fundamentals of gaming and how to use a controller and like it's just been an absolute textbook on game mechanics like he will sit there for hours developing little levels and asking me how high the guy can jump how far like mario can jump you know put it can i put this on this to make this happen and all that kind of stuff and it has literally taught him how to play platformers from scratch without any kind of tutorial like any like any information from me he's just gone away and learned it all from making his own levels and stuff and i think that game is apps like through watch i thought that game was incredible anyway but then to watch the way it has just basically taught my son how to do like most of the fundamentals in gaming has just blown my mind and i just think that game is an absolute all-timer so uh yeah super mario maker is my last game as an honorable mention hmm. there we go and uh your worst game my worst game uh drone racing league um, I bought this game because I have a a penchant for picking up crap weird sport games, and uh, like I play like the handball game, and I picked up what was it Snooker 19, which is incredible, 
uh, that kind of stuff. Rugby, if there's a rugby game out there, I'll probably pick it up just for a giggle. Uh, and I thought, let's have a go at Drone Racing League. Uh, Drone Racing League is very well put together, to be fair, for a you know a dodgy £12 game that I picked up on eBay. But it's just way too quick. It's like... Oh yeah, like you you've seen proper proper race drone racing where like you just think how the hell does any human being control this? That's what drone racing league is like. So they they obviously know this and they've put in a you know the controls are just like out of this world difficult. So they have dumbed it down and they've given you like a mode that you can turn on to just like you know play it like a normal human being. But even that is incredibly difficult to get your head around and it's weird and like you don't necessarily sort of aim your drone up and down and yeah it feels like you've got the basically it either goes from you can have the training wheels on and we'll just basically you all you do is the throttle or incredibly difficult with nothing in between and uh yeah i mean i kind of knew what i was getting into but yeah that game is like that is genuinely the worst i knew it was going to be a bad game but so therefore it was it's the worst game I've played this year just because all the other games I've played are games that I've kind of wanted to pick up and that's it Drone Racing League worst game I have played this year fair um, right I've got a few I shall rattle through these very quickly first of all um, my honourable mentions Astro's Playroom uh, it should have been just a demo just a tech demo on the PlayStation 5, uh, and that is ostensibly what it is, um, but it's so much more than that. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, re it's more than possible. It's it's a thoroughly good little third-person uh, action adventure platformer, uh, and a n nostalgia trip slash love letter to PlayStation, the history of PlayStation as a whole from. Lot uh, going through all the the main um, you know uh, consoles, but also like some of the weird peripherals uh, and it, and add-ons for the the consoles over the years uh, and all the main franchises and whatnot. It's just a thor thoroughly lovely little game. Um, Sable, which is like Breath of the Wild with everything except the exploration um, taken out. Uh, I haven't played enough of it to be able to make it onto my list, but it's a very, very lovely little game made by like two people, I think. Um, incredible art style, uh, really, really inventive, um, well worth uh, a play. Uh, yeah, just need to play more of it. Um, Among Us slash Deep Rock Galactic slash Back for Blood. Uh, <laughs> just put those all in there because they've been fantastic examples of getting together with some friends and playing some really fun um, multiplayer games and uh, I've had a lot of fun in all of them. Um, F1 2021 stroke Assetto Corsa Competizione stroke Assetto Corsa. Um, again, like just continuing on from the theme of last year has reinvigorated my love of racing games uh, and racing in real life as well. Um, I'm watching, not actually doing. I don't go racing in real life. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely loved playing those, those games. Um, especially F1 2021, getting it together with you guys to play it twice a week has been one of the highlights of my week. Um, every week is being able to play those. Um, football Manager 2022. It's more Football Manager. Uh, it's a very dangerous 
game to jump into for someone like me who if I look back on the old football managers on my Steam account and it lists playtime in weeks rather than <laughs> hours. Um, but I've jumped in and I've managed to do it responsibly. Uh, not like a uh, friend of the show, Andy Palmer, who is, last time I spoke to him, he was already five seasons in to his, um, his wow. Aston Villa career. Um, probably six by now. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more responsibly. Uh, but yeah, it's the best football manager has ever been, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, Ring really Fit fun. Adventure, which is a game that I should play more. And Nick does a, an admiral job of like occasionally be like, how are you getting on with Ring Fit Adventure? And I feel really <laughs> guilty that I should play more of it. Um, it's 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 a it's 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 an exercise routine first and a game second. Um, but the game is solid, um, way better than I thought it would be, and the workout is way more intensive than I thought it would ever be. Uh, I did I did good, try so and warn possible. you it is a genuine workout. Um, it is, yeah. Again, it is. I just need to stick with it. It's a game that I need to get back into as well. Um, probably when we move house, I'll try and get yeah. back into a routine of doing it. But yeah, yep. uh, like you said, um, the game yeah. is the game is very good. The workout is mm -hmm. incredibly good uh, if you stick with it. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody good. And uh, yet another example of Nintendo's continued efforts to make everybody fit. Mm. Um, see also the new Pikmin mobile game where it's just like just go for a walk. Just go for Just a walk. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Just go for a walk. Uh, and finally, my last honorable mention on here is Mafia, the definitive edition. Um, quite similar to um, Sleeping Dogs, Mafia is one of those open world games that has a thoroughly good story, which is a bit of a rarity. Mm. Uh, the original came out back in the early 2000s. PS2. Um, PS2, Xbox, and and Xbox. Yeah, I... I played it on PC uh, and absolutely loved it. And this is an incredible example of how to do a remake right. Uh, they they remade the game from the ground up. Um, it's they changed character models, uh, character animations, uh, all of the the graphics um, have been. It, it looks it looks stunning. It sounds stunning. It plays incredibly well. The story is. Um, it hits all those familiar beats that you would expect in a gangster story, but it's it's a pre-war gangster story, which is a little bit uh, more uncommon for that genre. Um, it's fantastic. Um, one of the best remakes of a game I've ever played. Uh, really, really liked it. I was watching the streams really um, doing of that, and yeah, that game looks incredible. It is. It really yeah. is. Uh, as for worst games, um, <laughs> Man of Medan... <laughs> um, I, I wasn't on my list but Andy just reminded me of it uh, whereas um, Until Dawn started out a bit ropey uh, and I didn't like any of the characters and then kind of turned into a compelling story as it went along um, Man of Badan had a, a compelling interesting opening and then turned into a complete wet fart yep. uh, in the second half of that game um, absolutely terrible I've got no interest in playing Little Hope after this, because Manabadan was so bad, and twelve That's minutes. What one, more? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there was two. Know there's two the of them. Is. Yeah. yeah. There's two more. Um, and potentially more. Twelve minutes is the other one. And what more can I say about twelve minutes that I didn't say at length in the last um, 
episode before Game of the Year. Uh, it's awful. It's it's not not only is it bad, it's baffling that it exists. It's baffling that it, that, that it received so much critical praise that, that it did. Um, it's baffling that the people involved in it didn't say no. Wait a minute, this is nonsense. Um, incredible, incredibly bad, fucking awful. I don't want to start going off about it because I can already feel my blood pressure raising. So um, let's jump into the future and hear what Adam's honourable mentions and worst games are. Well, Adam, um, welcome back from the future. Uh, we're, we're now another week later. Um, <laughs> has I don't it gotten any better? I don't know if there's anyone left to hear this now. <laughs> we may, yeah, be just... Um, this may be going out to just cockroaches. Um, well, thank you. And uh, Keith Richards. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Um... Right, honourable mentions. What are some of the games that you would like to give a nod to that didn't quite make it onto your top ten this year? Okay, um, so Football Manager 21 Touch on the Switch. Uh, oh, okay. Makes, makes sense as we get further on the list. and But also, <laughs> I'll kind of explain it. So I think I've always had this almost like an OCD thing with Football Manager where I didn't like any of the lesser versions. So I've never got on with mobile and touch to me. I always, it's almost like a mixture of like OCD of not being able to control everything and also like a little bit of like FOMO. Like I'm worried that all the groundbreaking new features they add each year, I'm missing out on them. So I'd always want to play full blast Football Manager, but then also do not have the time to sit at a computer like I used to and mm. incessantly play it because um, it just gets more and more in depth as time goes on and Football Manager 21 Touch on the Switch was the first time I was finally able to like let go of that I felt like they got the controls just about right like I neither touch screen nor purely controller actually worked so I've kind of had to um, I kind of mix between the two so you flip the touch screen for some stuff like tactics and then use the stick to navigate menus and stuff uh, but I really got into it, spent a lot of time playing it, like the turn of the year when we were in first lockdown, so like put on a movie, have get out the Switch, play uh, Football Manager 21 on the Switch that way. I did my usual Portsmouth, get them as far as I can be bothered to, and then did a pretty cool thing that I still need to actually go back to, is trying to, the Canadian Premier League only has eight teams, so I was trying to win the Canadian Premier League of all eight teams. Uh, I think I went it with like five, and I've got like three to go back to. Um, so yeah, so gonna do that. So that's one honourable mention. The other one, <laughs> I cannot let a game of the year go out without talking about a Paper Mario game, uh, <laughs> which I talked about. I think I was on last time I was on an episode. I talked to you and Chazzy about this. Uh, just love the Paper Mario games. Love everything about the aesthetic, the humour, and again, the one thing that lets this one down is it has a bonkers combat system, which I think is possibly the worst they've ever done. Uh, these weird like circle grids where you're moving enemies around and stuff. But the boss system's really good. You fight against like real-world items, like one of them's a stapler. And a, oh no, it's a hole punch. And you kind of have to figure out how to navigate around the hole punch on this grid so you can get to the back of it, which is its weak spot. Mm -hmm. um, and my last honourable mention will be Halo Infinite. I haven't quite played enough of it. for it. it might still crack my top ten by the time we get those lists finished up, but definitely haven't played enough to 
finished get into my top five it's really good i do feel a lot of the press are overstating it by saying how it's like the breath of the wild for halo it definitely feels like this stuff missing um almost feel like another year in development they might have been able to have an absolute banger of a game but the open world stuff's still really cool and the grappling hook really changes up that game in a really good way like the way the combat works like i would never get tired of grappling towards a elite electrically like electrocutely mm -hmm. stuns them and then you throw a plasma grenade it sticks to them and you disengage the um grappling hook and run and then they just explode and it's really satisfying um so they made titanfall yeah it's not too far from <laughs> titanfall slash apex slash all these other yeah shooters that got a bit more maneuverability but in that like 343 have managed to nail that bungee type halo game and those like mm. the whole 30 seconds of fun multiplied over and over again into an open one it's really good um the one thing i will say though it's just on a halo ring it feels like they just took the silent cartographer from the first game like what if an entire game was that and it's kind of the first halo game where you felt like you're actually on a huge halo ring that's been inhabited but yeah. I missed the variety that like a Destiny does have as well. Like when you, me, and Chazzy played through some of those expansions earlier this year mm -hmm. that we streamed, like the sheer variety of the planets and even the levels within each planet in Destiny 2 is just phenomenal. And it's a yeah. shame Halo doesn't quite feel like that. Yeah. But they have totally nailed the moment to moment gameplay that Bungie is good at. They've nailed that part of it. It's just if you were to ask me i know i've talked about my issues with destiny and some of the grindy stuff that bogs me down a bit oh but, oh yeah i know but Trust whatever me. like that's what the game is i have to accept <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But it's still like moment to moment they're very comparative but destiny still has way more variety and i guess halo's never managed to move away from the covenant really like you find enemies called the banished in this and they're just basically the covenant but with a different allegiance mm -hmm. um and like it'd be cool if they could find some sort of enemies to move away from that resonated with the audience in a way to kind of move away from that because destiny's managed that right each new expansion comes with something vaguely or like over the course of it they build up i know some of them are like reskins and stuff but there's enough different like factions in the destiny universe that does mix up that combat enough right there's enough enemy variety yeah. i mean they try to introduce some stuff in um halo Four, oh, five, right? whichever one was the Promethean stuff, or whatever it was, yes. Forerunners or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, whatever uh, they're called. Ones yeah, with people like didn't like it. Yeah. Cool guns. Yeah, and they yeah. have those cool guns, which so far have not. I've not got to see any of those cool guns, so they might be no. gone. Um, that's the, other that's cool the only. That was the first three four three Halo, and it's also the only Halo I've actually played oh. all the way through. <laughs> I recommend going through Master Chief Collection would be worth your time. I will. I, I, I was playing through um, Halo 1, and it it's incredible how well it holds up, considering its age, but it still kind of it still does feel a bit dated. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so I was struggling a little bit with yeah. it, but I but I, I will push through, um, or I'll get to the library and then I'll I'll say fuck it. I'll just watch the cutscenes on YouTube and <laughs> skip to the next one. Um, but I do want to play through all of them. Yeah, I've played a um, a, 
Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I played through a, uh, a fair amount of, of uh, Halo Infinite myself. Not the campaign, just the multiplayer. Oh yeah, the multiplayer is really um, good as well. Yeah, it's really, really solid. Yeah, uh, it took it's it took a, a while to get used to it because the time to kill is a lot higher than in some other shooters that I play. Um, but yeah, and that's one of the things I've enjoyed still, about really the multiplayer, being able to take my it's a lot more it's a lot slower the time to kill is higher so yep. for older players or people that don't have the reflexes you need for me like me i'm both of those you have things a chance it kind of makes yeah. it yeah like i'm reasonably good at it um mm. so yeah so yeah good game may end up on my top 10 by the time i come to write at the end of the year yeah, yeah. uh it's a damn sight more fun than the new battlefield i'll say that yeah i've seen uh <laughs> the show don Right, some stuff about that, like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, don't play Battlefield, just play Halo instead. But yeah. yeah, it's free. If you have Game Pass. Um, and what's your most disappointing game of the year? I think you I think I know what it is. Yeah. It's 12 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yep. And again, this is another entry that will make uh, more sense once I've done my top two. But I mm -hmm. love a time loop game. I love anything to do with time travel, as I think I've talked about before. Like Back to the Future is one of my favourite film franchises. A bloody my love of the Terminator franchise is well documented in this these parts. Um, oh yes. So I was excited for this, and it's a game that was massively hyped up to release. It's a game that the hype was so much that it ended up getting Hollywood casting. Like um, yeah, well, and it's from Annapurna. You know, yeah. Annapurna put out good games. Yeah, and then it is the story it wants to tell is not a story I want to listen to. Nope. Uh, the choices it gives you at the end that seemingly allow the user to advocate for some of that story beats is not okay. And mm -hmm. then aside from that, it's just not a good time loop game. The nope. The repetition is terrible. It doesn't find good ways. Like the amount of times I had to hide in a cupboard and turn light switches on and off to set up stuff, and like you have to drug your wife, which is just messed up to start with. But the number of times, like oh, I forgot to shut the door. She saw me trying to jug, drug her. That's me, and having to reset the loop to repeat things. It's just so tiresome. And then to get all the way to this ending. It comes out of nowhere and makes absolutely no mis no sense. And the biggest comparison I have it to is: Have you beaten Heavy Rain? Uh, yes, yeah. So a long time ago, but the yeah. ultimate origami killer in Heavy Rain. Considering how you play multiple characters in that game, it actually makes no sense. No. And this is the same thing. Like you have a normal guy who has motives throughout the story, and then that suddenly flipped just seemingly because he forgot everything he did until mm -hmm. like the, until he met his now wife. It's just, it's just, and then yeah, the ending. I just can't get over how it kind of brushes aside some extremely troubling issues. And mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. You pick whether you agree with this or not, and you want to live this. It's almost like it's a lifestyle choice. That the, and I just don't get... I've heard this um, developer talk about it, and his fascination with the loop and stuff. And it's like, why did you use it to tell this story? Why? Yeah, I know. Between the... Uh, I, 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 I said this one, I spoke about it on the, on the pod a few weeks ago. Between the the incest 
and the drugging your wife and the torturing a police officer um, this is a story that David Cage would, would say no this is a bit too much like he would he would David Cage would say no to this yeah and you have to wonder as well so it has Willem Dafoe Daisy Ridley attached to it you have to and, wonder um, James McAvoy oh yes James McAvoy yeah you have mm. to wonder, did they only see their bits and kind of none of them put it together and realised exactly what this story was and were like, yeah. They can't have seen a complete script. No, I just refuse but to believe. But also, they're right, so their performances, the only reason I knew that the cop was played by William Dafoe is because William Dafoe's not very good at disguising his voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's very, very recognisable. I had no idea that... Um, the, the the guy was played by James McAvoy. If like if, if I hadn't already read it, and I would have had no idea that the, the wife was played by Daisy Ridley. Yeah, if her I hadn't American accent is pretty good. Yeah, it is. But but their performances are so flat. Yeah. Like when, why did they why did they get Hollywood actors to 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 perform these roles? They they could have. Do you remember that Terminator game you played? <laughs> yeah. And it sounded like they just like grabbed the tea lady and got yeah. her to record some lines. Could have done that. And it made into the game. Yeah. It was. They could have. They could have literally done that because like the reactions to, um, you know, when the when the, when the loop, when something particularly horrible happens and then the loop resets, James McAvoy's reactions just like, huh, oh wow, it's restarted. I, yeah. Even his reaction after the big reveal, he relands in a. Is it like there's one of the endings where he's in like an empty apartment and he's just like, oh, this is messed. It's just like he doesn't seem to be that bothered. That he, everything yep. he's just like, no, this can't be true. This is weird. Where is everything? Yep. Where's she gone? And it's just like, dude, you murdered you. All this other stuff. It just, yeah. Anyway, I mean, if I was. Uh, if I was James McAvoy or Daisy Ridley, I would have asked if if I could have been Alan Smithied um, mm. on the credits of that game. Do you know? Do you know about the Alan Smithy thing? No. It's usually directors um, when studio meddles in their film or recuts it, uh, they can uh, request that they be credited as Alan Smithy, which is just oh, a oh okay. And like a, a name for if you see that yeah if you see Alan Smithy appear on the credits or something it's because the person who was actually performing that role or directing or whatever doesn't want their name on it anymore God, yeah. um, it's so weird but uh, but uh, that there wasn't like more of an outcry about this like yeah I, I there was can a, only surmise that people did not finish this game um, and that's some people did yeah. And gave it good reviews. Yep, there's that too. So either they weren't paying which attention just baffles me. Yeah. I need to go back through my um, issues of Edge and see what they gave it because um, I can't remember. But oof, yeah. wow, you played it. You hated it. <laughs> you sounded off in the Discord about how bad it was, uh, and I played it, and I, I for like a, an evening, I completely lost my mind. This is the I thing, right? And this, is, this is why our community is such a good thing. It felt like yep. a safe space where I was like, I need somebody else to play this game because I have to yeah. talk about it with somebody. I don't feel comfortable writing about this on like Twitter or something or going on a forum. Yep. But I will tell our Discord because I have to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like it's unbelievable. Looking on Open Critic now, like it's rated strong. It's, 
uh, yep. critic, the critics average is 75 percent it was nominated for um yeah. was it best narrative or best yeah. indie game or something like that at the yeah the game awards it's disgusting Anyway, not a good game and Yikes. not a good story. It's not, but I, th I, I think more people should play it while it's on Game Pass just to, just to see it for yourself. Yeah, or go watch a speed run of it or something, or like a yeah. Oh yeah, how to do that. It, how to finish it in one run? Watch that at the very least. Yeah, I followed a guide because I just wanted to get through it quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah otherwise, yeah. I would have, uh, I would have, yeah, uh, bashed my head up against the fucking awful puzzles in it as well. For ages. But yeah. Whew. Right, I need to calm down now. <laughs> and we're back. What an interesting list of honourable mentions of worst games from Adam there. Very interesting. Um, but now here we are. We're at the crux of it. And um, we'll have to rattle through these like fairly quickly because yeah. it's, it's gone midnight. Um, oh, so I will be as... Oh, yeah concise as we can but anyway <clears throat> so here we are at the business end of the game of the year 2021 list here it is our number ones Not starting one. off with nick next uh, number one is also my number two yeah it's death loop it. it's death loop <laughs> where to start with death loop um arcane brilliant developers arcane leon particularly brilliant developers Yes. Dishonored was a great game. Dishonored 2 yep. was a greater game. Yes. So it makes sense that their next Dishonored game, Death of the Outsider was an incredible standalone expansion. I've still not even played that one. You should. Um, so it makes sense that their next sort of new game following on from Dishonored would be great, but I didn't realize how great it would be. Um, mm -hmm. imagine Dishonored. I don't even know what it's crossed with. Dishonored meets Hitman. Yeah, Hitman. Um, meets Dark Souls. I, meets uh, a roguelike. Just so many great games it's taken inspiration from and morphed them and blended them into one with a fantastic soundtrack. Um,. I don't know how many how how much praise I can heap on it to be honest. It's um it's got so many familiar beats that it hits correctly. Um it's incredibly fun to play. You effectively you are stuck in a time loop where there are four locations, four different times of day, so 16 different locations. All the locations change depending on what time of day it is, different things happen kind of scripted and you can control what happens and if you do certain things in certain times other things will or won't happen uh, and you effectively have to take out six people uh, in one day to close the loop and you know that's effectively the story um, so in doing so you have to run through multiple times you learn different bits and uh, and of pieces of puzzles uh, along the way that, that kind of exactly, thing. who's going to be wearing when. So obviously, we've said there's four times a day, six people you need to kill, so instantly you know you need to try and get at least two of them together twice, so you can in the same place. They don't start out in the same places, they're always in different places. 
So you need to figure out how to first make them be yeah, in the same place together. Um, and it tracks this so well, you, you, you just naturally learn uh, what's going to happen through through the story and through the game without it feeling linear, um, without it feeling forced. Um, it doesn't just sit down and tell you things. You just you explore, you clues and puzzles lead you to the solution, and you just effectively discover everything as you're going along. And then, yeah, you learn more and more and more every time. I'm still finding little new nuggets going through uh the maps change um you get different abilities when you kill different visionaries um and then you have to pay to keep them effectively so it's got a roguelike element to it um yeah it's the best game i've played this year ringing endorsement um yeah i don't really have too much to add to it uh really um, to what you said, it's it's incredible. Um, the way that it is, the way uh, um, it feels like a freeform, a open experimental sort of game, in a in a way that like Hitman is, but it's not, and yet it disguises that very well. It is a it is a linear game instead in open environments. There. You have a there's a whole group of investigations that you need to complete to be able to get these characters lined up in the right way that you can kill all of them in one playthrough. But the way that you the way that they're implemented is 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 set. The investigations have one way of being resolved, um, but it doesn't ever feel like you're just running through you know running through the motions at all it feels like you're genuinely discovering something interesting Um, and there there is the scope for experimentation in there so um the way that you take out the targets is in any particular way uh in any particular run is completely open to you so it will it'll force you down the path to be able to set things in motion in a particular way but then how you execute it is completely up to you um but they've also one of the big things they've done with this is you don't because of the way uh, because of the nature of the game the fact that it like you know if you fuck up uh the loop resets you don't ever feel like you've lost anything you don't ever feel like oh shit i'm three missions into my clean hands run of Dishonored and two levels ago I accidentally killed someone so this run is ruined and I have to start the game over again. Um, you don't get any of that in uh, in Deathloop. It's, I think that's quite an important thing to mention play. As, yeah. as well. With Dishonored, um, you sometimes felt if you weren't playing it stealth or if you mucked up playing stealth, you weren't yeah. playing the game correctly. That's what put me off of it. I, I felt like I was doing it wrong all the time and that I was going to mm. be punished for it at the end. Yeah, I, whereas... I mean, you can, you, there's, there is, uh, I mean, uh, if you, for instance, if you wanted to get all the achievements in Dishonored or Dishonored 2, one of those runs would need to be a high chaos, yeah. kill everything run. So you can absolutely play it that way and you'll get an ending. If you want to see all the endings, in fact, you have to play it through that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, but you, I know what you mean. You always felt like there was a way that the game intended you to play it 
Whereas this, none of that. No. None of that. Play how you want. Play exactly how you want. Um, play in, you know, uh, small chunks if you want, or sit and spend an entire day in it. Um, or you, you can sit down and spend 10 minutes running through one one area at one time of day uh, to kill one of the targets or to, uh, you know, uncover uh, something for one of the leads or whatever. Um, you could play it in little bite-sized chunks or in huge mammoth sessions. Um, yeah. Nothing quite looks like it either. Arcane have always had, an, especially Arcane Leon, have an incredible knack yeah. for creating very, very distinct looking worlds. Yeah, you uh, can't tell is, what yeah, time. There is no that. distinct time period for this, is there? Like in look wise, it's bits. It's of like different... it's time locked in in like a Saul Bass sixties yeah. sort of era era, but at the same time, it's not. It's yeah. very strange, but it's incredible. Yeah. That's great. It would have been my number one if not for one other game. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it, it would have been number one if not for my number one. Mm. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent game. Uh, I need to go back and mop up the last few uh, trophies for it because I absolutely love it. Um, Andy, yes. you still awake? I am. What is what is your number one game that you played in 2021? Well, it's not a remaster or a new release of a old game. No, no. It's, wow. it's quite new. I know, fairly new. It's like whoa, yeah. It's um, Streets of Rage Four. Um, nice. This game played it with my brother um, early early part of the year, and just the feel of it um, of this game is absolutely amazing. Um, it's you mean you can call it a remaster of the first game in many ways it is it's just side scrolling beat him up you choose um, some new characters um, it's like the next generation from the originals um, I think one of them's a daughter and stuff if I remember rightly um, but this one the graphics are really it's got a unique art style yeah, it's um, .emu have made this game and they've got yeah. this like, kind of very they did the monster boy monster world oh, right. yeah like, yeah this kind of like illustrated uh, sort of ink style yeah. to their ink games style. That, uh, but very fluid and um, yeah they're just they're, their games always look beautiful and they're always like they always mechanically like you know they, they flow so well yeah <clears throat> It, it does flow, like I said, the tone, the feel of it, the way you beat up people and how you beat them up, and it, it just flows effortlessly. And you just. Yeah, they've almost... added like new components to this game as well, haven't they? Yeah. Like, um, like, it's not just with the old games, you'd walk up and like punch, 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 like someone falls over. Now you have guards yeah. with shields and you have to break their shields yeah. down or get behind them and this kind of stuff, or like, you know stun them and you yeah. know there, there's there's different they've actually added mechanics rather to, and, and puzzles yeah. to the enemies that they didn't like have before rudimentary combos yeah to your moveset as well that kind of stuff yeah so um, yes yeah, cool. we made it for the new generation haven't we? they've added stuff mm. to it um without while still keeping the original feel of it you know yeah. the silliness the 
steps. I mean, what have started like this? Chicken up off the floor and all that. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. But it, it just flows effortlessly. It just You almost glide through the game, I feel, mm. especially with two yeah. people. You know, you can make it as easy as you want, as difficult as you want. But it's fun. It brings you back, brings me back to the days when I was playing with Mega Drive. Um, also got a good level of challenge because there's like star ratings to each yeah. level, if I remember rightly. So yeah, you can breeze through a level and get through it and get to the end of the game, and great. But actually, if you really want to like, you know, crash through it and try and get like yeah. the most points on a level and that kind of stuff, then yeah, you've really got to be thinking about juggle those like juggles in this and combos and all that kind of stuff yeah. and like bouncing people off desks and. Yeah, it's um, there's 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 a surprising amount of depth in there if you want to go looking for it. Oh, that's mm -hmm. it. You know, they've um, catered to all game gamers really, lapsed gamers, difficult gamers. You play it as you want. Um, mm. And like I said, the game is look look just looks amazing. I'm looking forward to their next one because they're doing the turtles game. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, looking they've forward got to that. something out before then, man. They've got something even more important. Than that coming out before then. What's that? On January twentieth, Windjammers two. Oh, Windjammers two. I've got Windjammers. Windjammers. Hell yeah, yeah, no, I'm bang yeah. up for the, um, the that Turtles game is apparently it's being made by the same team that yeah. made the GBA Turtles game, which I've got, and that is that is that basically I think that's the similar or parts of that team also helped with the Scott Pilgrim mm. game as well. So right. there's a really good lineage there of like really thoughtful well put together like sort of pixel side scrolling beat them up so I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to that Turtles game it's going to be um, yeah I've got a feeling that's going to be a bit special yeah I've got a feeling as well you know based on the original one but yeah Streets mm. of Rage 4 also based on it I mean I think, yeah. it's, I think it's probably one of the probably one of the best um, beat em ups that have been released in the last few years because I've played Rage and Justice which is good, but it's not a power of Streets Rage Four. Yeah, you should play. Um, you should play River City Girls. Yeah, River City Girls is great. Uh, right. I watched that. Look, go and look up the um, oh, games done quick. Uh, the guy who did that. It was a really good run in. Uh, like, yeah, just a, just a phenomenal. And then get on Spotify and listen to the soundtrack because it fucking slaps. Yeah. The only thing I would say talking about soundtracks is this Streets of Rage Four soundtrack is not. Up to the no. same kind of standard as like Street Rage two and like one, two, and three. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. That was one of the things I didn't really like. It didn't. Like, I played through a bunch of this with um, with uh, front of the show Connor, and um, it didn't. Yeah, the soundtrack was a little bit weak. Yeah, yeah. But thoroughly good game though. But yeah, other than that, thoroughly, thoroughly yeah. decent game. Yep, nice that's one, my right? number one. Well. Very good choice. Um, Chazzy. Hello. Well, it wouldn't be a game Come of the year. Hit me with it. It wouldn't be a game of the year if I didn't pick a roguelike uh, game in some way, shape, or form as my number one game. Uh, this year, I. Well, you guys know that I'm massive, massive. Um, fan of Housemark games. Next Ooh, Machina, you and me both, my friend. Yeah, I see you it, and me both. And Next Machina is like up there as one of my most favourite sort of top-down shooters, arcade shooters. I remember and when um, uh, remember John Denton 
yeah. um, previously of Chet and John's, and now he does a, a YouTube music reaction show. But he did some. Uh, he used to do a bunch of game coverage as well. Yeah. And when that game came out, he did a video on it, and it was like titled something like "I've seen the face of God," and it is called Next, Next Machina. Machina. Exactly, <laughs> it is an incredible game. <laughs> And that developer so has gone on to make my number one game of the year, uh, which is Returnal. Um, I absolutely adore this game. Um, they have basically just taken what Next Machina is doing, put you in a third third person? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, sorry, it's been a little while since I played it. Um, <laughs> yeah, put you in a third person, but every single sort of house mark, like, signature is in there like the the, the bullet waves from that like all the, sort of the next machina style bullet waves like the mm-hmm. the way the these enemies come out the, the atmosphere it's like this weird like i was saying to you earlier nick about um resident evil 2 how i'm not into creepy games or scary games yeah. and this game is right on the edge of the kind of level of creepiness that I can handle and it's got that sense mm-hmm. of atmosphere and foreboding that I love and then just sort of goes off on this mad tangent and then you start off in this kind of dark creepy world and you go somewhere else and you go somewhere else that's a lot lighter and a lot more The weird. vibe I always got from it is the house mark were like okay let's stop we can't uh, there's no point making um uh, yeah. The sort of arcade games we're making because they, they don't just sell; they don't sell well enough. Yeah. So, what if Bloodborne was a twin stick shooter? Yeah, absolutely. And also survival horror. Yeah, and it's just like this game's incredible, and it's so slick. The controls are so precise, as you would expect from Housemark. There's lovely little like Metroidy bits of where you've got a kind of eventually you come around and then you you'll eventually level up and get items that will let you get to different areas in the earlier runs of the game um there's just like the risk reward of sometimes you find your body like a, a kind of what's the thing in a division where you you would hit the button and you see like a um like a data version of your own you know of stuff going on around you well there's that in this in this game where you see like a version of yourself on the floor and then you can play it back and then all of a sudden it springs you out into a big sort of semi-boss monster if you take that out you can get um bigger rewards or maybe a better gun or maybe a symbiote that you can put onto yourself that will give you some kind of power up but you were always risking that thing of like Am I powerful enough to take this thing out to take that reward, or do I skip past it because I just want to get to the boss? And you know, you're always going through each room and each arena trying to weigh up: should I be in here or should I just push on? Hopefully, you know, like in that in that kind of roguelike way of like, you know, I could die in this room, but if I don't, I'm going to get something great out of it, or I'm going to, you know, it's going to really help me out for you know three rooms time or something and then finding all the little sort of hidden areas and the sort of secret there's loads of secret areas and little easter eggy type stuff you can find and like there's nothing about this game that does doesn't hit my like arcade shooter you know instincts that that just make me go yes this is incredible i want this all day every day 
Um, it's beautiful to look at, obviously, on the PlayStation 5. Like, it's just, it's incredibly stunning, especially when the bullet wave, multiple bullet waves are coming at you and they're glowing neon in that kind of dark environment. Oh, or like even in the, even in the lighter environments as well. Like, you just, you can always see it coming. It's always fair, but you've just got to have those, like you say, the with Bloodborne, you've got to have those reactions to kind of just skip and dodge and get away in a kind of Hades way, in a kind of, kind of weird way. And um, yeah, like I say, I just I thoroughly enjoy this game. I absolutely adore it. And now that they've added in the save function, so you can actually save mid-run, whereas before you would have to start a run, and you've just got to take that run all the way through to its completion until you die, because there was no save points. There are there is no way to save it. You can't just quit. You know, quit to main menu and it keeps you where you are, mm-hmm. or you couldn't. Um, now they've actually added that in and you can actually sort of pause your session and um, come back to it at a later date so now if you do get called away for an emergency to look after your kid or whatever you you now not like just sort of leaving it in suspend mode and hoping you don't get a uh, hoping you don't get a power cut so uh, yeah. yeah you can actually play it and actually you know like you don't have to be just like a gamer stuck in his room for four hours you know to complete a run you know you can actually have a life now so um, since they've added that quality of life in, I think this game is pretty much nigh on perfect for me. So yeah, just an absolutely incredible game. And um, yeah, I, this is one that I'm just going to play and play and play and play and play and play forever. Like much like Hades was like last year. So yeah. So um, Chazzy's game of the year 2022 will be whatever roguelike has really good game feel <laughs> this is it man this is it i mean if you think about it my i think my last three i think my last three games have been returnal hades and dead cells so mm-hmm. yeah let's let's uh let's just put uh what's it what like put? What put? Fan, of... phantom abyss is like <laughs> phantom abyss is yeah. good for next year phantom abyss might be a game of the year 2022 yeah um yeah yeah i need to I need to play it. You need to hurry up and finish it so you can send it to me so yes, I can mate. play it. Yes, mate, we'll do. I'm not joking, Chazzy. I'm not hurry joking. Finish I promise. It. I'm just not very good at it. I want to play it, but I'm <laughs> cheap and I don't want to buy it. So finish it and send it to finish me. Finish it and send it. Ah, oh, man. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of the. It's, it's right at the top of games that I would like to play. Yeah. Um, now I have occasionally access to a PlayStation Five. Um, you know when like, I, I essentially bought my PlayStation 5 to play that game because I'm such a massive fan of Housemark, right? Yeah. And you know when you have that moment where you go, right, I've put the game in, it's bad. please don't be shit, please don't be shit. And then once you're about an hour and a half in, and I'm just like, it's not shit. Oh, it's Brilliant. not shit. It's well worth it. Oh, it's actually It was well really worth good. me spending yeah. the Who ridiculous knew? amount of Who money. Who knew that Housemark would make a really good game? Yeah, a really good, tight, yeah. well, fo- yeah, great feeling game, yeah. Who knew? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, let's do it then. Uh, my number one game of 2021 is surprise, surprise. It's another Monster Hunter game. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. There's, there's certain games that, if they came out, if when when a game, there's certain games, certain franchises, if a new issue, a uh, new issue, a new edition of that franchise comes out. And it's not shit. Um, there's a good chance it's going to be near the top of my list. Nice. So if a new Zelda comes out, uh, I'm not going to predict it now. Game marks game of the year 2022, Breath of the Wild 2. So, but yeah. um, but uh, 
a, a new monster hunter as long as it doesn't suck um is always gonna be right up there for me and not only does monster hunter rise not suck it's the best monster hunter um they took the so monster hunter world made such huge strides forward in terms of accessibility mm. massive strides and opened up the franchise to um, a market so beyond the developers um, wildest yeah. dreams I imagine yeah, beyond their like, scope. it became so huge such a phenomenal smash in the west it was already an institution in Japan like Monster Hunter is in, it's enormous in Japan like I was talking to, to my partner and one of my friends from work um, they've both uh, uh, been at different times to Japan and they're telling me about like how massive that franchise is over there but it never clicked in the west apart from in france for some weird reason the french love monster hunter um and then world came out and it was such a huge goliath capcom's biggest selling game of all time mm. um was kind of nuts uh and then the rise is the the follow-up and they took they took the bat on and ran with it but then also incorporated a lot of the stuff that was really good uh from uh the older monster Hunter games that were you know prevalent on the 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 3ds um and the ds before that like so where to begin um you know the basic concept of monster hunter you go out you hunt monsters you take the monster parts to make more armor and weapons so you can go out and hunt bigger monsters and then rinse and repeat um but it's they they streamlined everything so much um even stuff that that was already fairly streamlined in monster in the world is 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 streamlined and simplified without sacrificing depth so much in rise that you can jump in sort out your equipment jump into a hunt kill a monster get back to base craft armor in like 15 minutes which is nuts mm. because a lot of the hunts in monster hunter world where you're spending a lot of time like tracking and stuff like that which i really enjoyed but it did mean that some of the hunts would be like 30 40 minutes long in rise the maps are smaller because it's running on a switch um there's not as much dense foliage and you know different la layers to the levels because it's running on a switch um it's everything's designed so that it would be still be able to be played well on handheld mode so you jump into a level and the monster's there on the map you can see where the monster is straight away you can go straight to where the monster is and start wailing on it they sped up the combat so that so that you're not it's not as slow and deliberate as it had been in previous games it's it's even more it's slightly more towards a like character action game um with the introduction of like the um uh, wire bugs mean that you can like zip line you can throw up a zip line and a grapple hook into midair and move around and air dash it feels almost like devil may cry in some respects mm. um the the core loop is the same as it's always been but everything again has been much more streamlined they've taken a lot of the rng out of of uh, a lot of the aspects so it's like a lot easier to be able to put together builds that you want 
So then you can experiment more with this particular type of weapon, with this particular type uh, set of armor, so that you can play around with the mods a lot more and the perks to, to build out your playstyle the way that you want. Um, getting into the multiplayer is so incredibly slick and quick and easy. Um, it's just the most streamlined, most simplified, without sacrificing depth, most approachable that Monster Hunter has ever been. And I fucking love it. Plus, you can ride a dog. <laughs> I mean, there you go. What else do you want from that? They added dogs to the already lovable cats. Um, yeah. I know I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only person here who's like really into Monster Hunter. I think a few of you, I know, Chaz, you've dabbled in World of Yeah, I've dabbled a bit, uh, yeah. It's one of those ones. I don't like, know if it, it, it's the time sink element of it. Like it's the reason I got yeah. out of Destiny. Like it's just that kind of. If I'm going to do it, yeah. I've got to dedicate I can all my gaming got, time to it. Kind of, but yeah. this one less so than others, I would say. Right. So, sure, I may have put somewhere in the region of 250 to 300 hours into <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise, and I'll be putting a hell of a lot more into oh. it when the uh, expansion comes out. I think this coming year and I'm I'm not completely discounting the idea of maybe double dipping and buying it on Steam when it comes out because I played the demo on Steam and oh Monster Hunter Rise at 60 frames a second is pretty nice um, but you can play it in way more bite-sized chunks than you ever could before yeah I, you still may want to do play longer sessions and play, you know, like a three or four hunts back to back just to get into the swing of it. But if you wanted to do one hunt while you were taking a dump, then you can do one hunt while you're taking a dump or while you're on yeah. the train or whatever. Um, I want to try it's designed in that way because it's on a handheld system. You can, you know, it's it's just so much quicker and more accessible to get into. Mm. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I love the the aesthetic of it as well the sort of like um feudal japan style mm. um art direction of it uh and yeah they've they've continued to support it there's there's not been a huge amount of content added in the last few months but there was lots and lots of free content drops drops after the game came out um i would expect there to be a few more uh yeah. in the coming next year before the first expansion comes out um is there a I love World it. Two? I love in, it. Ever, like in in the works being talked about. Uh, there will be another um, Xbox, PlayStation, Monster Hunter for mm. sure. Rise isn't coming to this console; it's coming to PC. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, there will be World. There's an absolutely no way that Capcom look at World and think that was really good. Well, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, they will absolutely make another Monster Hunter that comes out on PlayStation and Xbox, mm. uh, and I will be there day one. I was going to say, to, might, to I might have to get soak it up this time round. I think. But um, you should pick up Rise when it comes to PC. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you should get it on Switch because you got a Switch. And yes, that's yeah, the I've best place Switch, to play right, it. But, it up, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Damn good game. Damn good game. Speaking of damn good games, shall we find out from the future what Adam's favourite game of 2021 is? Do it. Let's do it. All right, Adam, I haven't got any more stupid jokes. Um, Thank God. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited to hear what your number one is. What okay. is it? 
This is a game that well, I played it like two weeks ago, was not on my radar at all until it joined Xbox Game Pass, which seems to be a bit of a theme. Uh, it yeah. is The Forgotten City. Oh, uh, shit. Straight you, to number one. Straight to number one. So after the Oh, man, I really want to play this. Yeah. Um, so this is a time loop game that gets it absolutely 100% right. Like... Mm -hmm. Um, so for people that don't know, it was a Skyrim mod about a time loop yep. and you were kind of stuck in a small area. And then the guy who's like a lawyer who really wanted to make video games um, basically made this as a one one or two person studio. It's remade in Unreal, I believe. Um, basically, you're it a guy... It looks like it's remade in the um, Outer Worlds engine. Well, maybe it is that. I think well, I, I what I, why I, the reason I say that is like the character facial animations, they don't look like Bethesda animations because they look like real people. No. They look like yeah. the um, like they do in the Outer Worlds. Yeah, which would make sense because it's I I I, well, I don't know actually. But it's it's oh, a, it's it a similar sort of engine from what engine I understand. Four. I looked it up. Right. Yeah. But, but um. I, I don't know. Maybe Outer Worlds is. As Maybe well, the actually. Outer Worlds was just made in Unreal Engine Four, and they just used the the character modeling or whatever from that. I don't know, but like if you if you look at characters in that side by side with the Outer Worlds, there seems to be a bit of a similarity there. But I could be completely wrong. Anyway, I'm going off yeah. going off topic already. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's a time <laughs> loop game, first person, where you play a guy. There's been sent back in time to a Roman city underground, just populated by a small group of people who cannot get out of this Roman city. Um, so they can't get out of the city, and the city is ruled by a governing, like a governor, and a governing rule called the Golden Rule that when anybody sins, all of the occupants of the city will be murdered by golden statues. Um, so when any law is broken from theft to murder, um, to sometimes even saying the wrong, sometimes even threatening people with murder can be sufficient for the uh, to kill you. And then each time the golden rule is broken, you have the chance to go back through a time loop and kind of redo the story. Now, where this game is absolutely brilliant and something that 12 minutes does not do is you can take items that you've acquired between loops you keep them when you because you're going through a portal to go back through time so anything you've got you keep so for example mm. there's a way to unlock a bow and arrow at one point so you keep the bow and arrow through time loops there are ways to acquire money and keys and stuff that you keep through time loops and the best thing it has is there is a character that meets you when you leave the portal and you can talk to him to basically complete objectives that help you um, not have to repeat every step again. So, for example, mm. um, there's somebody who's ill, and you can say to him, "Hey, look, we've done, we've had this conversation before. I can't talk to you now. I really need you to run to this temple and tell the person that the cure for the illness is X, Y, Z." And he'll run off and do that task. And you can basically give him an entire laundry list of tasks, and he'll go off and do all of them, leaving you free to go and explore more stuff because the time loop does still run out of time ultimately and also there's things there's the cause and effect of you making certain decisions that lock off options so he can go and do other things in other ways that mean that you have more time to go and do other stuff before the time loop resets um, mm -hmm. it has multiple endings all of which are really cool 
Um, it really... The Golden Rule is such a cool thing because you're from the modern day, there's Romans in this place, there's Greeks in this place, and they all call the gods different things. Um, kind of your coming with your modern perspective, so like there's uh, people that believe in slavery, for example, and will argue with you about the virtues of slavery. There's things that happen in a world that you would assume are sins according to the um, Golden Rule, but they're not, so you start to question like what's right and what's wrong. There's... Yeah. Um, questions about the afterlife and stuff that come from the religion and then ultimately when you get to the when you figure out a way to get to the proper it has an ending that's called the canon ending uh, it has like four or five endings when you get to the canon ending and the different ways you can manipulate the situation that leads rise to that and get to the canon ending are fantastic um, it's just a brilliant game I've played it over like three sessions I think and like mm. just I was addicted to because I thought about this before like I'm the person that beat 100 games in one year normally when I get to an ending I'm like done I'm like I couldn't give a monkeys that there's multiple endings for a lot of games I won't go back but this I was like nope because like I got my first ending I was like wait if I did that differently and did this and did that and allowed that to happen I could probably get another ending for that right and I'm sure enough I mm. did um just an incredible game really makes you think great mechanics doesn't outstay its welcome uh, and I'm as surprised as anybody that it's right at the top of my list considering it only just came out on Game Pass uh, yeah but it's a game that stuck with me I really hope this developer does more stuff um, cool if there was any way that they could do like expansions or anything um, it's one I've left in sort of my Xbox because I do still want to go. I know there's a few other things I've not done that you can go and play with. Um, but yeah, such a good game. I really like out of everything I've talked about, it's number one for a reason. I really implore everyone to go and play it. Yeah, it is crazy, isn't it? That in this year where we've had like so many loop games, yeah, it's really weird, isn't um, it? Like this Loop Hero and Returnal, stuff and Loop Hero, Twelve Minutes. Um, loads and loads of, uh, of of loop games this year, and then one of the most highly regarded, it seems across the board, is, is um, an update of a Skyrim mod. Yeah, I wonder what it is um, about. It's probably one of those things that's just coincidental, but like I could see how time loop games would be born out of COVID, right? Because we definitely all had that period, no matter where you are in the world, probably, where we were all locked down. And working, if even if you're not working from home, days got extremely mm -hmm. repetitive because you could only go to oh, work yes. and come home. There was nothing else to do. And it, yep. it's like this weird. So I like, did the time loop phenomenon that we've seen this year in part was in part influenced by that kind of or like people like it doubled down on the time loop stuff because it was just like yeah, life became so repetitive last year, and then it ultimately has in fits and starts in 2021 as well. But yeah, it's just really interesting how we've seen this bunch of loop games that are different not just loop based as in oh this is a roguelike like games that actually play with like time in cool ways and like death loop as well i mean that's been in development yep. for a long time now but still it all plays into this weird yeah. theme of loops so yeah anyway that's it mark yeah i really really want to play it um it's i looked it up on how long to beat and it's only about f five six hours long yeah yeah, yeah. um probably more if you're going to get multiple endings but um it's uh, it's another it's another one of those games that's on um, on uh, like 
these short but interesting games that pop up on Game Pass um, yeah. at time of recording in like in the last week we've had another couple pop up um, yeah, the in uh, The Gunk and uh, Lake oh yeah um, installed both of those ready to roll once yeah. I'm done with Halo yeah Firewatch is on there as well. I haven't played Firewatch yet, but um, oh, but good. yeah, uh, Worth it, yeah. it's it's a really really good service for playing like these shorter sort of. I'm really glad that there's so many of them on here as well. Um, these like shorter sort of narrative um, <clears throat> uh, adventures experiences. Um, but yeah, uh, from what I understand, the the, the, the the Forgotten City is um, not only is it a really good time loop game; it's just like incredibly well written. Yeah, the um, the like you legit have philosophical arguments with characters that make you, and the responses from like your character because there's a conversation system like how there would be in a Skyrim. The yeah, they've really nailed down like the conversation choices you have that make you stop and pause and think about where you actually stand rather than just mindlessly thumbing through options to try and game a system or anything really makes you think about how you fit with those particular whichever topic they're talking about what your actual viewpoint is and then the time loop mechanics help that because it's like okay i made that decision for this run i'm living with that decision or um, like it fails quests sometimes if you make the wrong option or like you'll piss people off and they just won't talk to you and then it's like okay so we don't agree on that if I'm going to want to progress this I'm going to have to say something that's against my belief system or what have you and it's just mm. fascinating and not, not what you'd expect from a mod like granted they took it further than just a mod but still so interesting and cool yeah. So, yeah. I will definitely be playing that one, especially now I know that it jumped straight up to the top of your game of the year list because some strong competition this year. Yeah, for what has but, been um, a yeah. quiet year in a lot of respects, there was a lot of good games still. Mm. For sure. I'm surprised I didn't uh, that the Artful Escape didn't make it onto your list, but uh, it's in the top ten it's, for sure. It's in the top ten. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, Adam, what a year! What a, um, what a banger. What a year. What a, what a shitty year. Um, <laughs> let's hope 2022 is slightly less shitty. Yeah. Uh, and that we get to play lots more games. Sure. Uh, if anyone is still alive by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah. If not, and this is the last vestige of, of human civilization, um, then to whoever, whatever species whatever sentient species comes afterwards and finds this uh, sorry we done fucked up can you imagine yeah, a world uh, where they're just uh, the next civilization is just listening to endless podcasts because boy the world produced a lot of podcasts <laughs> so many podcasts it seems to be a, an entire civilization of podcasters yeah that's what they said they said yep everybody had a podcast there was at least one podcast per person it was in their their entire economy was podcast based. God, if only. Yeah. <laughs> if only. All right. Well, uh, I better get back from the future then to see what the other boys are up to. All right. Cheers, Mark. All right. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Wow. That was a bit of a shocker. Wow. Really? <laughs> wow. Can't believe I it. cannot believe that Adam's favourite game of 2021 was 12 minutes. <laughs>
Absolutely think, unbelievable. I think that might be Adam's last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot believe he went there. Um, so there we go. Adam Ducker, big fan of incest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Um, well, that's it. Didn't you play 12 minutes? We've reached the end. Might bother a minute. I did play, no, I did Adam, play 12 minutes. Adam did as well. He did? Yeah, Adam did play 12 minutes. Adam made me play 12 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kept on banging on about it, and uh, about how bad it was. That's why I went and played it. So it's his fault. <laughs> it's his fault that my... That, uh, that, 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 like, you know, the, the once seen can never be unseen mm-hmm. thing. That's that's this game for me. He, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Adam. Um, yeah. Anyway, right, we've reached the end Ooh, of this mammoth game of the year, twenty twenty one. It is twenty five to one in the morning at time of recording on a school night. Um, I've got one day left. So two weeks off. Fuck you, man. I've because I've got another week left. Um. But anyway, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to podcast with you this past year, uh, to play video games with you, to watch shitty films with you, to talk to you every day. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you, dear listener, have enjoyed taking this journey through 2021 with us. And I hope you'll join us again in 2022, yeah. please, please, where please, we please, shall please, play please, more please, video please, games please, and watch more from, shitty films. Not from 2022, though. <laughs> what? We won't play games for 2022. Well, you won't. I won't. No, <laughs> no I you know, won't. I you'll, be, you'll be playing games from the <laughs> You're going to get even further back. You'll just be getting, like, you know... <laughs> you know those like, ones that look like wardrobes that are just in, like, science lab back in the 60s? <laughs> My favourite game of 2022 is Pong. Well, I'm going to play Pong, so I better play Pong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah. Um, thanks, honestly. Th- like, thanks yeah. so much for everyone who's listened Thank to this you. podcast. It means a lot to us. Uh, so. Thanks yeah. to all of our podcasting friends, particularly those fuckers over at Geekachu. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, have a wonderful new year and I hope you had a lovely Christmas and we will see you in 2022 bye Bye. 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 big energy finish (laughs)